That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. Sorry. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Good morning and welcome. Let's all stand and uh, welcome each other this morning. Take me by 
Jordan, we're picking up passengers from coast to coast. Faith is the key. Open the doors and board them. There's hope for moments of love the most.
silence all around as they took our Savior down. You could hear Mary crying loud as they laid him on the ground. Everyone gathered round that day, but no one knew what to say. They just looked at him and prayed.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, you're good. Everyone that walks in a silent addiction, I lift them up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just because you're not as bad as your other people, I still lift you up. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. And wives, don't be discouraged that husband's not here. Because I'm hearing this husband pray and it just blows my mind. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your kids. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, sister. Our great keyboard player decided to mess us up this morning. Again, did you know my sister was coming? There's no way you would have known that. Last week, there was no way. And this week, really? She had to go get that dadgum box of Kleenex right here. My gosh, when you play my mom's favorite song, that's what happens. We miss her. All right. Your turn. Welcome, uh, there we go. Welcome to Crystal Beach Community Church, where you find real people with real problems serving a real God. Well, I guess we could start off with the new video, Breeze. Oh, man, we have some actors in the house. Don't be judging. <laughs> funny. We didn't want to bore you with another software program, but uh, are we ready or you want to wait on that? Let's, let's because they're going to be swamped with autographs. Here we go. Hey, Greg. Hey, Tammy. How's it going? Going well. Just sipping on my iced coffee from our new coffee shop. Yeah, they make great coffee back there. I got my favorites, chocolate caramel. That's so good. I'm going to have to try it. You know, Greg, it's getting a little breezy around here lately. Breezy? How so? 
They have a new church management software called Breeze. Why is it called Breeze? Because it's the easiest, breeziest church management software out there. Really? Yeah. Well, tell me more. Well, with Breeze, users will be able to upload their own profile pic, update their own information, like a change of address, find a phone number, see our calendar of events, and even track their donations at any time with a click of their phone. Well, that sounds great. How do they get started? Right, yeah, that's correct. All they do is follow the breezy instructions on the printout on their chairs or after service, they can see the help desk in the comments area for additional information. We'll even download the app for them if they need it. That sounds great, Tammy. I can't wait for everybody to get breezy with us. Me either. Yay! <laughs> hey, Rick. Man, we got talent here. Hey, man. Okay, uh, if this is the first time you've been to Crystal Beach Community Church, you'll notice we do not pass out an offering plate. But if God puts it on your heart to give, then you just heard one way there. Then we have a white box in the back if you want to drop it in there. And then on the back of the seat in front of you is a QR code. You could hold your uh, smartphone up to it, and it will walk you through and another way to give if you would like to give. Well, again, we, we thank you for being here this morning. If, while you're in the back, we've, if this is the first time you've been here, appreciate it if you wouldn't mind putting your name, address, email address down so we can keep up with you here at Crystal Beach Community Church. And very important, we have a prayer ministry. If you have a prayer need for yourself, a stranger, neighbor, anyone, put that name down and put it in the box and it will go on a monthly email distribution where hundreds of people will pray daily until they get healed. Any praise reports this morning? Praise reports. Everybody's doing, doing good. I didn't hear it. Your son's here. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Also, if uh, for those that are first time here this morning, we have two warm, a lovely couple, Dave and Joyce. Would y'all mind standing up or raise your hand? There are, they uh, would like to spend a minute or two with you. If you didn't meet them, I can't believe you would have snuck by them. They're that good. But uh, if you did come in a little late or something, they have a little gift for you and, and spend a minute or two and let you know what we do here at Crystal Beach Community Church. So with that, we'll move into announcements. Uh, not too late, two more weeks. Uh, Battlefield of the Mind with Joyce Meyer, Kay's, Pastor Kay's teaching, and that will be uh, tonight at 6 p.m. for one hour, and then next week, I believe, it, it's, uh, it's the last Bible study. Revival, don't miss it. It starts tomorrow night at uh, 6 p.m. 30 p.m. on Crystal Beach Road. So if you go to the traffic light right over here, take a left like you're going to the beach. Halfway down on the left, big blue and white tent that's been put up and uh, old-timey tent revival, and we'll see how that goes. You should have a flyer in your seat when you sat down this morning. Take that home with you as a reminder. Put it on mirror and bathroom or somewhere that will remind you to be there. Tomorrow night at 6.30. Beach 
Uh, yes, the, I, I get tangled up on the, the beach. Yep, water bottle beach ministry. <clears throat> Say that five times. Uh, uh, that's from 10 in the morning till 2 every Saturday. And uh, our leaders, Jeff and Susan, are out of town. But thank you, Brian and Sue, for picking up and doing that. And uh, it's a great ministry where I don't know how many people come by, but we have a uh, our church van trailer and pass out bottle of water with our name on the bottle and do a lot of praying with people that needs prayer and sometimes we have people stop and pray for us so uh, it's a great ministry if you ever uh, have a desire to do that uh, every Saturday morning forget the name of the road it's the one that's by the post office at the end of Gulf Shores all right uh, such a blessing. Uh, yes, Saturday we uh, thanked these, this group of folks from Decatur, Texas that came in here and volunteered, uh, painted a, a building in the back. They cleaned the floor of the whole church, cleaned mirrors, um, put rocks in holes outside. They, they worked hard for several hours, and we thank them. And any of those with us today? I guess they headed on back to their church. But uh, we do thank them. They were wonderful. There were five adult leaders and ten youth, and we thoroughly enjoyed them. Volunteers needed many areas. We have the Anchored Youth on Wednesday night uh, coming up the 31st at 6.30 p.m. This We have uh, youth leaders, but uh, this is a, a growing group of young wonderful kids and we just need more youth i mean more adults to uh, volunteer and help out and then the teen scene starts on tuesday september the 12th i thought uh six another area we could use uh volunteers for the uh teenagers men's bible study thursday morning seven to eight a.m for one hour drink coffee fellowship uh, we have two more weeks to go, and then we'll move into the book of Mark. So it's never too late, and we always welcome come out and join us. AA meets tonight, uh, or they meet on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Tonight is Al-Anon at 5 p.m. And Narcotics Anonymous every Tuesday here at the church from 9.15 p.m. to 10.15 p.m. And I think Katie's got the next announcement. You don't need this. No, you do need this. Rick, I, I'm trying my best to turn my stuff on and keep all this going. It's a lot for me, you know. <laughs> so anyway, it continues with our baptism. So we had, uh, hey, welcome home. Uh, we had 30, right, until I just decided we'll just figure out what God's going to do. I'll just keep going down to the beach and just see what happens. Well, show the slide for last week. We had five more. Awesome. Awesome. 
You'll see some of our, look at Terry Ward and Kay. I mean, they were, it was just awesome. And our church, y'all shows, show up and it just makes it so special when you're baptized and you come out of that water and you see your church family. It's mind-blowing. We have had 35 baptisms in this two weeks. So let me tell you about that. If you were raised Catholic or any denomination and you think that sprinkling got you covered, well, that's not scripture. You have to be saved and then baptized. You have to rededicate your life. You have to make a change and you have to be old enough to know what you're doing. So anyone that wants to make sure, double sure, and you want to be baptized, we don't have membership here. So we don't know, we don't keep up with you here through a membership. You can sign up, but that's not a membership with Breeze. I'm going to be there at 3 o'clock. And if one shows up, that's fine. If zero shows up, we'll miss you as you just fight from your house. Should I go? Should you not go? I'm going to be there at 3 o'clock every Sunday till God tells me not to go. 3 o'clock today, I'm going to be sitting on the beach, whether you're there or not, ready to baptize you. So if you're just not sure, why don't you go ahead? It's like baseball. If you just run past first base and you're just not sure you touched it, what do you do? You go back and you touch it. So I'll be there at 3 o'clock today if any of you just want to make double sure that you're truly baptized. Because when you're baptized, Holy Spirit comes on the scene and lives in you. Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized, every one of you, and you'll receive that gift of Holy Spirit. I personally don't know how you can even function without that. Okay, is that all we have on that? Good. Good, good. That was a lot of announcements. Man, we're growing. We're doing things. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Dad's Bible. Thought I'd show my sister today. Before... uh. Before I start with all of that, though, if you watched our Facebook this week, I did a, uh, a live, and you could tell I was pretty upset when I did live with no makeup on and my hair in a crazy way. Um, but there was a huge scam that happened. It was devastating to me. Rocked my world. But, I mean, why? I was expecting something since we're starting a two-week revival on the beach, right? So I didn't, I mean... Satan is sly. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. And so I get a call, a random call, and from someone that hasn't been to church here in probably four or five years and said, hey, uh, I got a text from you, and it said uh, that you were busy, and it says, hi, this is Pastor Kay, and I'm kind of busy today. I'm in a prayer meeting. That's what it said. And I would like for you to please... I would like to honor our staff, and we don't even have a staff, I don't think. I'm not sure. But uh, so please purchase a uh, gift card to give them, and go ahead and get a gift card for yourself. If you hit okay on that text, then they give you the explanation of how to do that. Huge scam. It was all over the news in Beaumont that uh, we were hit, several other pastors were hit. It was devastating because, I mean, Satan hit me all you want, but when you start messing with my people, you know, that I love, and you, I want you to know I would never ask for money through a dadgum text. 
So please don't fall for all of this scam that's going on with all the churches. Satan knows his time is short. He knows. So someone that's on the brink said, here they go, asking for money. So here we go. We would never ask you for money with a text. So uh, several of you uh, contacted me when you got the text. Um, I hope you did not give. So this will be probably more on the news as it's just rampant. It's so, it was so sad. I mean, it was a white robe day. If, you, if you're a regular here, you'll know what that is when I s- just stop what I'm doing and just try to regroup that. So I put that on uh, Instagram, I think. No, not Instagram. I put it on um, Facebook, and I also put something on Messenger. But, but the good news is, in your face, Satan, for 35 people that are baptized, <laughs> right back at you, right back at you. Right back at you. Okay, we've been praying for revival for over two years. Two years or even more. God did it completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I had in my mind it was going to be here in the air condition, just with our people. I have it in my mind one certain way, and he rocks our world. If you were here a couple of weeks ago and listened to our evangelist, Eugene, from South Africa. Uh, Anyway... It is amazing what's going to happen. Of course, the flowers are in your seat. Bring mosquito spray, maybe a lawn chair, and maybe some water. It's going to be on a, in a tent at Crystal Beach Road. Some of you um, understand about tent revivals. As a young person, a revival to me means mom makes us go to church every night then. Oh. I mean, not just Sunday night. I mean... You have to go every night. That's what I remember. I remember that I didn't do my homework all week, like all weekend, so I had to just go there and know that I'm not going to get it done. And then I fake asleep when it got really wild, and, and I just told my mom I was tired. And So that's what revival means to me. Mom's saying, we're going every night. It's a revival. Whew. We never got in a tent that was good, so I slept really well on those pews. But as you're... Pastor, let me tell you what a true revival is. A true revival. Revival is a term used to mean a spiritual awakening in the lives of Christians. In the lives of Christians. In other words, Christian revival can be thought as a renewed passion for God. Don't you want that? A renewed passion and devotion to Him that that is even more that you can get than just this 30 minutes I have here one time a week? Do you know what responsibility that is for a pastor that you have, to, you have to answer to God himself and be judged more harshly and all I get is about 30 to 45 minutes a week and then some of you miss a week and some of because you don't live here and then I don't see you and I'm just wondering about you or you never come back. Christian revival has been expressed in many ways throughout all of church history. The term is most often used with a great spiritually, spiritual awakening. That happened in the 1700s when we had a huge spiritual awakening. Well, here it is, 2022, and we're about to have... This isn't the only revival going on down on Crystal Beach... All of America is booming into spiritual revivals at this time. God is stirring up some stuff 
everywhere. I got messages from all my peeps inviting me to all their revivals. All my peeps are pastors. This week it was just funny. Okay, can you come to this? We're, we're starting revival. I'm like, no, we've got one going on. Next text, another pastor somewhere else. Hey, you'd love this. I want to invite you to this revival. I mean, that never happens. Everywhere, revivals are happening all over the country. Man, in many ways, religion was becoming more formal and less personal during the 1700s, which led to lower church attendance. We don't care about lower church attendance. But back in the 1700s, I think it was a big deal. Christians were feeling complacent with their methods of worship and disillusioned of how wealth and rationalization was dominating their whole culture back then. I read a lot about this. I'm not here to teach you about history of the 1700s, but there was a great change, a great, a great revival that went on. Well, let me tell you, it's happening now here in the United States. It is happening now. God is doing a miraculous thing. I tell you, we better be praying. We better be praying. Because the media wanna, wants to mess you up so bad that you can't pray. You just walk around mad all the time. Politics, all this. You get so absorbed by all that crap that you, you forget. Sorry, not sorry. That you get all into that and forget that God knows what's going on. He knows what he's doing. Huge things. It's now that he picked the best time ever to have revivals everywhere. Call your hometowns where you live because there's revivals probably going on there. Revival in many re aspects brings us back to our own salvation experience. You sit in that chair and you better know when you got saved. And if you don't, you can get saved here or you can get saved there. It starts out by prompting us by the Holy Spirit, creating an awesomeness of something that's happening. An awesomeness in your life as you sit there and listen. You heard a taste of evangelist Eugene when he was here, and uh, you should be hungry for that. Let me tell you the good news about that. You know where he's preaching today? In the Baptist church. I love that. If you know me, I've been praying for that. To this morning, he's preaching there at Bolivar. Pastor Dennis is there, and I, I mean, I saw it. I went, oh, my gosh, this is so good. It's not about, this revival is not about us. Look how cool he did it. He threw it on Crystal Beach Road. Of course, I told you last week, where we baptized, all of you, at the end of Crystal Beach Road, and a tent. I mean, a lot of people won't walk in this door. You want to invite people here, oh, we don't want to go that. We're not... We don't, we're not non-denominational. I, I heard y'all spoke in tongues. That's freaky. Blah, blah, blah. You can't get them in this store, but you can get them in a tent revival on Crystal Beach Road. It's up to you. You have people that live here that you could call. It's not about this church. It is about God himself. A revival is a powerful way. The Holy Spirit draws back the veil that the world has cast on us. Oh, unlike your original salvation experience that brings us into a new relationship with God. Don't you want a new and a fresh relationship with God? It reminds me of Jesus' letters to the seven churches. I was glancing through that this morning. Those seven powerhouse churches. Revelation people that went through Revelations, well aware of all those letters. We read about them in length. But let's talk about Ephesus. 
Jesus prayed the church for their perseverance and their discernment. But he stated that they had forsaken their first love. What's his letter to us at Crystal Beach Community Church? What is that going to read? Many times as the excitement of your salvation of Christ begins to grow cold, we lose that zeal that we had at that first moment where we were so fired up and telling everybody about it. We become bogged down in the ritual, going through the motions, no longer having experience of serving or just the joy that comes from God. Revelation 2, 10 and 11 refers to the church in Smyrna. Hey, wasn't there a town named Smyrna? Where's Mark Ivy? It's in Georgia, Smyrna. I think there was one in East Texas too, Smyrna. I don't know. All I know is the cemeteries there. They're all named after the churches. Squirrel. Revelation 2 refers to the church of Smyrna, which was suffering intense persecution. The cares and worries of life can beat us down, leaving us emotionally and physically and spiritually exhausted and revival can lift us back up to where we need to be. This church was worn out, worn out. And so John writes a letter straight from God to that little church. Revelation 2.14 talks about the problem of, of compromise with the world and, and incorporating all the worldly values. You've got to read these letters. They're unbelievable. I can't, don't have the time to discuss it all today. They were doing some false teaching there at the churches, and so the letter they received was about that. Revival helps us to find the truth. Revelation 3 is just another letter. It just keeps on going. Describe a dead church, a dead church, a church that goes through the motions outwardly, but there's something missing underneath. Here's a picture of a nominal Christianity where something's missing underneath. Revival helps us to resuscitate that life inside of you let me tell you it's hard to read all that but I, I thank you for putting all that up i saw a youtube video man i love that accent it sounded like home this guy in overalls y'all might have saw it that he walked into his pasture and and uh there was a huge tree that had fallen over and he's doing a live feed or something in the best accent ever just a guy in overalls he said, I don't know why this tree fell down. We really had some, some wind come by, but, but none of the other trees fell down. And I, I think I just started on it because it was a familiar accent. sounded like my dad. So I was just listening to the accent. And he said, I don't have any other trees down in my pasture, and, and, but this one fell down. Man, it's, this is the biggest tree I had in the pasture. And he's walking around it. He said, the leaves are all green. And he came down to the root system. And he looked under the root system, and it, the tree was hollow. And that little former boy started preaching. He said, man, that just reminds me of us. The tree looks good on the outside. Those leaves are green, and it's the biggest tree ever. But it's hollow on the inside. Man, it got me all pumped up reading about that. It appeared fine, everything was good, and then it crashes to the ground. The evidence of revival is a great outpouring of Holy Spirit upon believers. Everybody thinks that it's for the unbelievers. It's for both. 
Because you may look good on the outside, but you may be a dead hollow tree on the inside. Great movements toward righteousness, evangelists, all kinds of things. Believers, once again, raising their arms, oh Lord forbid, and praising God for, for who He is and who you're becoming in Him. It's powerful. Talking about spiritual gifts, there's a confession of sin and some repentance going on. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you show up at 6.30 on Crystal Beach? I mean, it's not like you have anything to do. Like, what do you, there's no football, I guess, or golf. I'm not sure about that. We quit watching all that, I think. It's not like we're not all good people who love God, but wouldn't you want to learn more, be more, make a difference? You need to be revived. You need to be resuscitated back to life. A fresh outpouring of God's love. And that's what revival is. Don't you want to be resuscitated? Don't you want that hollow inside to begin to fill up and appear to what looks on the outside and matches up on the inside? Aren't you tired of just playing church and coming here and getting all dressed up, getting good coffee, shaking hands, knowing that you're a dead gum hot mess on the inside? After a while, you get tired of that stuff, don't you? God is the decisive giver of all spiritual life. So ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. For example, we we read a prayer in in Psalms 85, 6. 85, 6, I love the Psalms. It says, will you not revive us again? Will you not revive us again? That your people may rejoice in you. Can you imagine David probably wrote this? Because he also wrote, Can you restore my joy of my salvation? Hot mess, David, as he had done so much. Can you revive us? Can you restore us in Psalms? And then in Habakkuk 3.2, I love this. It says, Oh Lord, I have heard the report of you. And your work, O Lord, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known in wrath and in mercy. Psalms 80, 18, give us life. And we'll call upon your name. Don't you just want to sit in a dadgum lawn chair on Crystal Beach Road, not in this environment, with people from everywhere and folks that you've told about and, and, and brought there. Wouldn't you like to just... Worship with them, your neighbors or somebody or just you. I don't care. Wouldn't you, aren't we ready for an old time revival? We come in here with these cushy chairs. We added like this much more so it would be soft for your butt. I'm thinking they should be old hard folding chairs so you'd be uncomfortable and you don't lay back and sleep about half the message. In our other church, we had these big chairs, like recliners in there. Like, what were they thinking? Wouldn't you want to sit in a dadgum lawn chair and worship God like you never have? Because if there's a sacrifice there, you may dadgum sweat. You may get hot, a mosquito might bite you. But wouldn't you love to just fall on your face and be revived like David said? Alongside those scriptures about reviving You read the history of Israel. 
And it's just one up and down thing after another. They had a great king, then they had a horrible king, and they had the best king ever, and his son was a loser, and it just up and down and up and down. One king is wicked, and God withholds his blessing and sends judgment, and the other one recovers godliness, and there's a reviving and awakening and true worship during that time, and up and down it goes. And when you turn to the New Testament, let me tell you, even though it's a short period of time, between Jesus' resurrection and the close of the New Testament, maybe, I don't know, 40 years or so, we get a glimpse of these churches that need to be revived. I don't think, I don't know, that it's the whole church that needs revived. Because you know what? We are the church. You are the church. You need to be revived. You can't pour out what you don't have. You can't spread it to other people if you don't have it. Your words are just words. Don't you want to be revived? Don't you want to go back into that environment of good and good and good? With churches and other churches just hanging on to a Baptist. They'd be a little freaked out if you were in your prayer language, but hey, it's all good. Wouldn't you love to be in a place where everybody's there? The wealthy, the homeless, the doesn't matter, whatever, because everybody looks the same socially in flip-flops and cutoffs. Just having church outside. That's what revival is. That's what true revival is. Many today are saying the same prayer hoping to see a wave of revival. Well, news flash for you. It begins tomorrow at 6.30. Quit praying for revival now. Revival is here. Revival is here. The next stage is, will you be the one revived? Or will you just show up there like sometimes you show up here? God rarely does something through us that he hasn't already done to us. So please make plans to attend. When God's power is unleashed and through ordinary people, it awakens the hunger for God inside of them that stems from a heart so refilled, we're able to respond like Paul did when he says, for me to live in Christ and die is gain. It's gain. Can you imagine what this peninsula will be? We're locked in. Close the ferry. Do whatever you do on that end. I don't even know. Throw some more rocks in the road. I don't know what you're going to do. But can you imagine what would happen if we were locked in here with a revival that people would be, come over in boats to get here? That's what could happen here. Oh, we're not known for that. The news don't show that part of us. They show all the drunks on Jeep Weekend and how terrible it is. What if we made the news how... What a revival's going on here. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? We live in the darkest times to me in world history where evil is celebrated. Christians are the minority. But I tell you, God can change that in the weight of his hand, and it is happening tomorrow. One day, a large crowd had gathered around him likely looking to experience something spectacular, miraculous. The Jews liberated from Rome, Caesar, overthrown, poverty, what all that. 
Maybe God would rain manna from the sky or his breath would speak, just blow over them. And they were praying, do something, Lord. Do something. Isn't that what we want? Can't we look, read our Bible and say, do it again, Lord. Do it again. Can you do it again, Lord? Oh, I can't wait. Do it again. God, pour out your spirit upon our land with a, with a whoosh. He's that kind of God. If whoosh is even a word, do it again, Lord, with a whoosh over here. Whew. Similar to that day on the day of Pentecost, that was a whoosh for sure. When Holy Spirit fell so strong in a little bitty room, people outside waiting to see what on, on earth is happening. In other words, nothing good exists within us or can be created apart from Christ. We seek after him or bow our heads to pray. I'm telling you, it reminds me of Philippians 2.13, continue to work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. We've lost our fear and our trembling. Fear in the power of God, not fear like fear that you think Satan messes with you with. For it's God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose in you. I don't know about you, but I'm dadgum ready. We must prioritize our time with the Lord and ask him to ignite the power within us. Church, I believe we have a role at this revival. I believe we have a big role right here. Not set apart from the other churches, but most of you are warriors. Some of you are still a little hollow. But can you imagine worshiping there, reaching out to people you don't know, hugging them when they're hurting, ask Holy Spirit to show you things in an environment that's different than all of this. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're a light on the hill, you know. Might as well tell you that. We're a light on the hill. Jesus spoke those words to the disciples prior to giving them the greatest assignment in all Christianity to launch his church. True, they'd walked closely with him about three years on this earth and they learned so much about the things of God. They've seen miracles. They saw religious leaders silenced. You've seen miracles. You've seen things. After they experienced in such intense training, one might assume they were as prepared for ministry as a person could get. But they weren't. In fact, they were sadly ill-prepared. A key ingredient was missing, and that is a power of Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Know Him personally. Know when you're saved. Know that moment you were baptized. What you don't see, church, while you're out there watching these incredible people being baptized. What you can't see is we're just far enough that they're shaking, they're crying, they're praising. They don't fully understand what it feels like to be filled with the Spirit of God until that moment. They don't walk out of that water wet. They walk out of that water filled up. Filled up. 
And that's for you. I'll be there at 3 o'clock today. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples received the power with a roar, the flames of tongues and fire appearing on each one of them. Oh, they needed to experience God's power within before they can give it out. Like I said earlier, you can't give out what you don't have. Oh, but I'm not that pastor. I, you do the talking. I'm just the, I'm just the what? You're the preacher. I'm the doer. Whatever. No, you're all called. You're all called. If you don't know what to say, hug. If you don't know what to do, pray. If you don't, you're lost, just show up. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Our passion, our passion fades. Our determination weakens. And the world's chaos can dilute our desire to live for Christ. News and media give us no hope. No hope. I got caught up in that this week. Oh, I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness tonight in front of our peeps tonight. Battlefield of the mind. It was my normal 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning wake up. I fell into the trap. I'm just, I'm real, raw. Started looking up how the, I mean, only me, weird. Started looking up what the nuclear... Uh, place is, I don't know what they call it in Ukraine. Why am I in that? Got fear. But I teach y'all every Sunday night instantly to say a scripture. Why, why didn't I say it at that moment? And then it says that there's nine out of the 13 alarms going off and this nuclear thing is going to explode and the impact of all over the world and how it won't just happen for Ukraine and then I start worrying about you know our other daughter who lives in Norway and then my mind comes up and then I'm next thing I know before I got my fight on is I'm googling I'm just being real and raw just like y'all are perfect good for you good for you I'm googling mask Jimmy do you, do you think we need five uh, nuclear power Go to sleep. I mean, it's only $2,200. I mean, we could buy one for each grandkid, us. We could walk around with these. Ma- and then I said, wait a minute. Whoa. You're a liar. And you're the father of lies. And I'm not going down that trail. I have every tool I need to fight. The media will mess you up. It will mess you up. Get off of that junk. Allow God to live inside of you. If you don't know him, I'm telling you, confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. You don't have to come up here and get saved and be all religious. You can just confess, Lord, I'm a, I'm a mess. I was a mess years ago. A couple of things I'm not proud of at all. God, I confess that I am a wreck. I need you. It says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Lord, I believe that you came to die for me. You were resurrected for me. And you live right now and send Holy Spirit for me. God, I'm sorry. I believe. You can do that in your living room, at home, on the beach, whatever. Just do it. Confess with your mouth in Romans. 
10. Believe in your heart and you will be saved. And after that moment, head down to the beach at 3 o'clock. I invite you. Surrender all of this to Jesus. Stay off that gum media. I can't believe that for that 15 minutes, I went to a place that I, if you would have told me you did that, I'd have went, oh, you big sinner, you're going to hell. No. (laughs) But for a moment, he got me. Till I realized how to fight. Do it again, Lord. A revival, like do it again, Lord. Clear our calendars. Rock this place, God. Rock this peninsula. Can't you do it again? I know you can. Thank you that people are already praying for that spot on the ground on Crystal Beach Road about this revival. Go ahead. Do it, Lord. Do it, God. And I just wonder what would happen if this week there were some people who were brave enough to say, Lord, would you do it again? Yes. Would you not allow me to be a Christian in name only? Would you make it so that I'm so uncomfortable with being a nominal Christian who just comes to church, who just reads a verse a day to keep the devil away, who's just a good person, but isn't a person who is completely sold out for the cause of Jesus Christ? Lord, would you make it so that I am different and unique and set apart and filled by the Holy Spirit of God? Lord, would you do it again? Yes. And would you let it start with me? I'm praying for revival. I'm talking about straight up old school flat footed revival. I'm talking about where the Holy Spirit breaks out so clearly and so fully that there is not one person that walks the face of the earth that does not know that there is a God somewhere and that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our sins, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father except through him. Lord, do it again. Amen. If you came here today for my dance moves, there you go. If you came here today, And if they examined your tree inside, is it hollow? You look good on the outside. You got green leaves, everything. But, Lord, do it again. Fill us up. That's all I got. We'll see you today at 3 o'clock. We'll uh, see you tonight at Bible study. We'll see you tomorrow night at Revival. Let's rock, whatever. an old